There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. All my heroes are going down. Arnold Schwarzenegger, another great man. You know what I think it is? I think it comes down to the way he talks, you know? That dude should be unloading trucks in Transylvania. That should be, that should have been the height of his success. But because he's a great man, he had the balls to move to America. Became famous for lifting weights. He lifts weights. Ah, ah, ah. Become super famous. Did he rest on his laurels? No. Next challenge. I'm going to become an actor, despite the fact that nobody can really understand me. Against all odds, he starts making movies. Get down. There's a bomb. Get out of there. Becomes one of the biggest blockbuster stars of all time. What are you going to do next, Arnie? I think I'm Maddie Kennedy. Bam, he does it. Cherry on top. I'm running for governor of a state I can't even pronounce, and he wins the election. Why wouldn't this guy think he couldn't bang his maid in his own bed and get away with it? This dude has been in the zone for over four decades. Bill Burr. Well, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's <laughs> Q102. Uh, how much do you have to spend to get high roller status at casinos? Oh, I, I got an idea. It's now okay to leash your toddler. And we have lost to Pittsburgh. Mm. Yeah. I'll explain how. It is Tuesday, February 7th of 2023. We're Jeff and Jen. And here is your news that did not make the news that we think should have on Cincinnati's Q102. Uh, Super Bowl is less than a week away, and pretty much everyone will be watching from the diehard football fans to the people who just uh, really don't care much about football but like hanging out, eating fun snacks, and watching the commercials. A new study has ranked more than 240 cities from the best place for football fans to the worst place for football fans. <gasps> this is not how we lost to Pittsburgh. No. I am refusing to believe. I'm just well, you shut some up. troubling news you for you. Shut your mouth, Jeff. It's, let me tell you. Well, who you. else did we lose to? <laughs> Keep in mind the rankings are based on the number of NFL and college teams and how they've done in the past three years. We're talking ticket prices, attendance, total championships in the team's history, and how popular those teams are. And the best big city. I'm sorry to report, is Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. Oh, why? 
God, why? <laughs> well, here's I could I could tell you how the the ranking. Yeah, how did they do the math on this? Because is this yeah. one of those wallet hub things where they're no take again. Based on the number of NFL and college teams, how they've done in the past three years, ticket prices, attendance, total championships in the team's history, how popular the teams are. And keep in mind, whenever Pittsburgh would come to town... And and we weren't filling those seats, man. They were. They were. They absolutely were. Yeah. And Pitt, the college. Not a good look on television. Yeah, but Pitt, the college, they have a huge, like, following, too. They're, like, the, the number one party school in the U.S. And, right. Well, here's the, and they've won the most championships, too, right, Pittsburgh? Well, how they, they kind of, they, they have the score uh, in, the, you know, the whole math thing. But for number, they're number one for pro football and number 10 for college football football yeah. so then once they pump everything in together they come out at number one all overall whereas we sit at number eight that's not bad though out no of the way. whole country yeah. pro football uh we're number 11 and college football number 45 well yeah, yeah. we don't have a lot of college football teams yeah i mean our bearcats are absolutely amazing but that's, but that's you know, it do we really do we count ohio state if we're from cincinnati no not no, because really, that right? would no. So, in terms of the major markets, Pittsburgh was number one. In the medium-sized markets, Green Bay, Wisconsin was uh, number one, and then the best small city is Tuscaloosa, Alabama, which is home to the University of Alabama. Yeah. Uh, the worst big city is Louisville, Kentucky. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we beat Chicago for crying out loud. Chicago's thirtieth. Remind me what big colleges are in Pittsburgh besides Pitt. Maybe I mean, they're close by. Are they close to Penn State? But we're close to Kentucky. Yeah. We're close to Indiana. Ohio State. Yeah. We're close to Ohio State. Do we get to take credit for them, or, or are they just beyond the 75 yeah, miles? Well, I think I it's know. because Pitt is such a party school. Like, I it's know, but known I, for, like, partying. How many times do you flip on Fox or CBS on a Saturday afternoon oh. and see that Pitt game? Not yeah. us. Well, we as would. much as the UC games, probably. We're not as big of a fan as, you know, yeah. other people are. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here for us. <laughs> we should be higher. There's no doubt. But my thing is, we've never won a Super Bowl, and yeah. Pittsburgh has won. Oh, yeah. For the NFL stuff, I was just talking about the college yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, speaking of football, Bengals wide receiver A.J. Green announced his retirement on Monday. I saw that. Yeah. I liked him. Yeah. Deserves it. Yep. Played for the Bengals for... Around from 2011 to 2020. Announced it on his Instagram that it's time for the next chapter of his life. I wonder what he'll do now. Maybe he'll coach. Same. They're going to team him up with Tom Brady, who starts with with Fox in 2024. Did you see that? Yeah, Holy he's taking smokes. a year. Did you guys see the thirst trap picture he put up yesterday? In his underwear, his sitting underwear? on the bed. I did. Holy the, smokes. The Florence Yalls retweeted it with a <laughs> Florence Yalls hat on him. <laughs> That was like, I mean, he's wearing retirement very well. <laughs> He'll be just fine. And think about this. You know, the last uh, four seasons, you know, Zach Taylor has had the, the privilege and the benefit of working with offensive coordinator Brian Callahan and defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo. I don't like this story. Yeah, Callahan is now considered the top target for the Indianapolis Colts job. Mm. Uh, he had his second interview with the Colts last week. Uh, meanwhile, Anna Rumo is one of the two finalists advancing to the second round of interviews for the open head coaching position in Arizona. 
according to multiple reports. We have to know that these things are going to happen when when, when you have a really good team. So I know. Oh, and there's more. Bengals quarterbacks coach Dan Pitcher is also expected to get a second interview this week for the offensive coordinator position in Tampa Bay. Stop it. <laughs> and all of you say no. <laughs> let, let us at least get one Super Bowl win in there before you yeah, fail. But maybe if things move around, like maybe if our offensive coordinator goes somewhere else, then the quarterback's coach could become our offensive coordinator, and then he wouldn't want that job in Tampa. So, right. I mean, you know. You just don't know. It's like Tetris. I, but I would like to just add this, and this is what I would say if I was, you know, working – in the in the Bengals corporate office, I would just remind these gentlemen that uh, those opportunities won't go away as long as you continue to do what you're doing. In the meantime, don't you want to be part of a franchise that's going to the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, you do. Because we're next. Yeah, and, and then we want throw them a little more money, that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give them a little more money. Yep. You know, we may not be able to compete with those dollars, mm-hmm. but you get to be a part of something special, and those opportunities will still be there. Yeah. How am I doing? You're doing great. I think that's a, a <laughs> solid stay? argument. Okay. Yeah, I'm staying. I don't know. How much money? <laughs> yeah, right? Good question. That a girl. I taught you well. Uh, chicken wing prices are down. There's some good news. Yeah, just in time for Super Bowl parties, a new consumer price report from Wells Fargo using USDA data reveals that chicken wing costs are down. Remember, they were ridiculously high there for a while. We had a chicken wing shortage. Yeah. Uh, that is no longer the case. Funny, uh, we have like egg prices, which are skyrocketing. Which came first? It's a chicken or egg question here. Yeah. So if egg prices got you down, try chicken wings. Happy to report the national average weekly retail price for chicken wings as of last month was two sixty five a pound. That's down twenty two percent from three thirty eight per pound a year ago. Wow. Meanwhile, the price of eggs uh, did jump to an all time high just weeks ago. Although it is easing back a bit good yeah eggs yeah i love eggs i know Fritz and i got into a five-minute conversation about eggs yesterday <laughs> we like should over the hard-boiled yeah. hard-boiled yes. I, I like mine a little softer but like a medium you like it to be a little bit uncooked in the middle i don't, I don't want it runny right but you want but it I, soft yeah i don't i don't want to like you want it soft boiled you want the uh, white medium cooked. boiled. You want the white. Oh, cooked. for sure. And the 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 yolk a little in, a little yeah, runny. a little a little softer. Yeah, I don't want it like super dry and crumbly, hard cooked. It's so interesting too when you talk to someone about how they make hard boiled eggs. Everyone's got a million yes. recipes. Like you have an egg cooker, right? Which I don't. But it's I, still a pain in the ass, though, to do. Like, yeah. I, I prefer to. And then but your like, house smells like eggs. Yeah, your house yeah. smells like farts. But the other, like, we have a different, my dad taught me how to do this, like, a thousand years ago. Like, we bring the water to a boil with salt, and then you take the cold eggs, and you slowly float them in, and then you set a timer for, like, ten minutes. And it feels like, for us, they come out perfect every time. That's great. But some people put them in the oven and like a muffin tin and that works for them. Yeah. Some people put them in and I, let the water and the egg boil together. That's what I do. So it's you, like all these things. So you wait for the salted water to come to a full boil before you drop them in. Yeah, but we drop them in soft because you don't want to like break any. Right. So you like kind of float them in. And when they come out, immediate ice bath. Immediate ice bath. And then they sit for how long? I don't know. However long it takes me to like get around to peeling them. <laughs> Right. 
Or yeah, I, I, just I put find I got to let mine sit about 20 minutes before I start trying to peel them. Otherwise, it becomes a fight. Let me it's ask you this. I got, a, I got eight eggs that are four or five days past the due date. They're can, fine. Can you can I, you, gonna, what is it, what's that? Are you supposed to float them in water? Isn't there a way to... to See if they're them. still good. Because I was like thinking yesterday, I'm like, eggs are so damn expensive. I should hard boil these. Yeah, yeah and I think they tend to peel better if they're when, they're, when they're older. A older yeah. So do I. I do do that. But if they stink, yeah. that's a sign they're not. Because yuck. I mix it together with my oatmeal, which is another weird thing, but I put hard boiled egg and oatmeal. And sometimes I'll just cook like a dozen and put them in the fridge and then grab two at a time. Yeah, yeah. See, I would eat egg, every eggs every day if I could. I just, it's a matter of like, doing it on the weekends and it's sort of a form of food prep that i'm too lazy to do occasionally I, when i get ambitious i'll do it and then i'm all set throughout the week but it's easier for me to just pick up a couple of wraps at duncan and see that's two days in a row we've talked about eggs for at least five minutes <laughs> <laughs> i love eggs your incredible edible egg Here's a sign of summer. The root beer stand in Sharonville has announced uh, the opening date for their 2023 season. Uh, sign of spring, I should say, because they open Saturday, March 4th. Root beer stand. It is a tradition for sure. Open in 1957, operates during the summer months. Been a family business since then. So good. Known for its root beer that's made from the same well water as when it opened. They usually do like a Cincy Savers deal too, like around the time that they open. Yep. And sometimes they bring us those big growlers of root beer. Yeah, they got those famous foot long hot dogs topped with chili. Get them fresh. Hmm. What are you say, Tim? Because they're big fans of Q102 over there. The family's super nice. And we are yeah. fans of them. Okay, the first time you saw this, you thought it was weird. Uh, you may have even shamed a parent or two after witnessing this, but it's definitely become a thing. A lot of people are doing this now. A new poll found that putting your toddler on a leash, as horrifying as that may have been in the beginning, <laughs> has now rapidly become socially acceptable. And for the record, earlier on the show, we thought for about three minutes that <laughs> Jen said, lease a child. <laughs> we're like, oh, three twenty nine a month and forty eight hundred down. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to be able to like rent a kid. Like, you know? <laughs> I, would, I would lease a kid for a couple. I mean, if you're looking for, you God. can't decide if you want to be a parent. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, these leashes, the, this started when Jacob was a toddler and he was a runner. I mean, we had major safety concerns yeah. for him, you know, with the autism and he, he was, he was quick. I mean, you put him down on a sidewalk and boom, gone. There was no no consideration for safety at all. I mean, you could easy, he could have easily run out in front of a car. He could have. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I I've mean, it. it's, it's so scary. It's, yeah. I mean, run right out of a store into a parking lot. Yeah. So I had one, but uh, we never used it. Yeah. 48% of Americans now say it's fine. Compared to 34% who, I don't know, somehow think it just doesn't, it, they don't like the look. They don't think I don't it's like okay. the look either. But, I mean, if you're in a crowded place and you've got a toddler that refuses to go into the stroller and refuses to be held, and the only way that they stop kicking and screaming is if you allow them to walk, but they're a runner, what do you do? Right. And yeah. it's it's not like it's a dog collar or something. No. Dehumanizing, it's right? The harness. It's like it's an extended hand holding, is what it is. You're holding hands <laughs> you with your toddler from a slight distance. 
I, I, I totally, we lost a kid. We'll go with that. When I was younger, I used to babysit these twins that live next door. And one time we went to Kings Island and their son was a runner, like just would just take off. Gone. And we Fast. lost him for about 15 minutes. And I remember that feeling now as an adult that I felt when I was a teenager and it was terrifying. Panic. Oh, yeah. So I could, only, I mean, having the leash would be, would have been so helpful back then. Yeah. Now, if you would like to lease a kid, <laughs> That's a different Jacob story. is available to get your yes. mail and vacuum your home. Absolutely. And pull weeds, pull weeds too. You betcha. Yes. And he will pull weeds. Yes, he and will. And the laundry. Don't forget. He does laundry. He empties the dishwater. Well, sure, he takes out the trash. He'll do he it all. He is a good kid without having to ask. I don't nag him at all. He just does it. It's awesome. Well, he knows his mother's never going to do it. So. That's absolutely true. I've asked him. So, will you please do my laundry too? And it, that's a big fat no. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> he won't do your laundry. No. Oh, really? He won't, but what he'll do is, if I leave my laundry in the dryer, he dumps it on my bed. Oh. <laughs> so I guess he at least delivers it. Take care of your crap, ma. That's I like funny. That he just dumps it. <laughs> he does. It just dumps it. The yeah. big pile. All right, it is 821 with Jeff and Jen at Cincinnati's Q102. Coming up, your shot at $1,000. We're going to play the 1K letter of the day. But first, let's check the roads. We got Denise Johnson standing by here with your latest Q102 traffic. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group, schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You know, I love to travel and I, I tend to be very philosophical about it. I am excited about not really having direction sometimes you know i'm just gonna hop on the open road and get lost somewhere or if i do get lost it's gonna be okay because i feel like i'm destined to wind up wherever the road takes me Mm -hmm. doesn't mean i don't like to plan vacations we do all the time but something happened to a guy that i thought is really interesting uh this guy thought he had a great great deal on a flight halfway around the world but he didn't quite make it that far his name is Kingsley Burnett. He lives in New York. He's 62 years old, and he has always, his whole life, wanted to go to Australia. That's he's, a long trip. He's, that's his dream, vacation to Australia. And who wouldn't, you know, who wouldn't like to go to Australia? It's just, it would be a very long flight. Oh, yeah. I had a very good friend in college named Justin Thompson, and he was from Australia. And he was one of those guys that we always kind of flirted with each other, and all of our friends thought that we should be together, but we never did. And then we kind of did. And then we graduated, and he went back to Australia. And get a load of this. His dad owned radio stations in Australia. Oh, no kidding. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But, of course... Can't find him anywhere because a name, the name Justin Thompson, seriously, right? Yeah. Like you're going to be able to hunt down a Justin Thompson. Yeah, right. Because I've always wondered what happened to him. Well, he finally booked his dream vacation to Australia 
You know, it, it took him a few years, but hey, you know what? He's 62. He's still healthy. He's excited. He's finally going to Australia. Uh, he hops on the plane. The plane is supposed to land in Sydney. And then the plan was from Sydney, he was going to hop on a cruise ship. Mm, wow. Poor guy didn't even make it out of the U.S. What, what happened? happened? It turned out he booked a flight to Sydney, but it was Sydney, Montana. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> And it wasn't, like, suspicious to him at all, like, the price tag on that flight or how the, long it took to well, get there. Well, in hindsight, <laughs> he did think it was, like, the deal of a lifetime. <laughs> but Sydney, Montana is a small town near the North Dakota border. Wow. It's got a population of about 6,000 people. Oh, no. I'm wow. looking at footage of it now on uh, CBS CBS uh-huh. this morning. It's, uh-huh. Look at that plane. There God. he is. There he is. With the flight attendant. Anyway, <laughs> he knew something was up when his American Airlines flight from New York landed in Billings and he saw snow capped mountains in the distance. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> He's like, when did all these mountains get to Australia? Oh, wow. wow. Oh, Who yeah. knew that Australia had snow-covered mountains? Yeah. Also, they wow. showed the plane. I think it fits 24 people. I did know. you really think you were going to go over the Pacific Ocean in that? <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> Maybe it was his first time. So she, shortly after that, in the plane that Tim is referring to, uh, the, the next plane he was supposed to get on was a puddle jumper that no way was going to make it across the Pacific. <laughs> It was only supposed to take him another 250 miles to a small airport in Sydney, Montana. A ticketing agent tried to help and says Kingsley had such a great sense of humor about it all. Thank God. But by then, like, the window had closed. The opportunity had passed. There was no way to make it to Australia in time for his cruise. So he just stayed overnight in Billings, Montana, <laughs> and flew right back to New York. Oh, man. Uh, but he says the whole thing happened because he was trying to book the cheapest flight possible. And in his defense, mm-hmm. the airport codes are very similar. Sydney, Australia, the airport code for Sydney, Australia, when you're booking it online, is SYD. Uh, yeah. And Sydney, Montana is SDY. Mm. Oh, wow. It yeah. is an easy mistake to make. Poor guy. Sure. Yep. I also think that someone at the Australia Bureau of Tourism Should, needs to yeah. get in touch with this guy and just bring him over and show him a good time. I mean, look how much pub they're getting. Well, yeah. certainly, I mean, he should have realized the mistake by double-checking these things. But the manager at his hotel had worked there for 20 years, and he remembers at least one other guest who made the exact same mistake. So he's not the first guy that this has happened to. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so... Here is Kingsley and the American Airlines employee that really took the time to help him, and she was an angel. Her name was Carol. She could not have been nicer and more helpful. Here they are both talking about the big mix-up. I saw mountain top covered with white snow. At that point, I knew I was in trouble. It's a matter of acronyms. S-Y-D as opposed to S-D-Y. Somebody has to fix that. It was really funny. Kingsley came and he goes, I've got a problem. But Carol, it was not a paycheck. It was a human being she was dealing with. Montana didn't have kangaroos. It had Carol. And that was good enough for me. That's very sweet. I like Uh how he says, Montana didn't have kangaroos. It had Carol, and that was good enough for me. 
And the good news is Kingsley is not throwing in the towel. He actually rebooked his trip to Australia for this June. So come hell or high water, he's determined to go there. there. I just think about all the people who meant to go to, say, Paris, France, where the airport code at Charles de Gaulle is CDG. And they accidentally typed CVG and wound up here in here Cincinnati. In Cincinnati. <laughs> and were surprised at what a wonderful time they had anyway. <laughs> but this is where my philosophy about travel sort of like kind of takes shape here because I think about, you know, it was meant for him to meet Carol. And that was, that had to have been yeah. a wild experience. He didn't wind up necessarily where he intended to be, but. Who knows what would have happened if he had maybe hung out in the town a, a, a day or two or three and explored the area. He might have really enjoyed it. There are no accidents in the universe. And maybe, <laughs> maybe it saved him from something horrible that would have happened had he actually gone to Australia. Oh, it's a yeah. distinct possibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of wild animals You just there. don't know. Right. Like every delay that you run into that is a frustration may be saving you from a... You know what? Disaster. I, you? I had that thought yesterday. Something happened to me yesterday on the way to work. Yeah. So what there's an intersection in Montgomery. There's, there's a Duncan. I was on my way to the Duncan in Old Montgomery. And there's a traffic light right over by Moeller that typically it takes a car to trip it. Mm-hmm. So that if you're driving down Montgomery Road, it, that traffic light wouldn't turn red unless there was a car coming from either side. Yeah. This is in the middle, you know, bright and early, how early we get up and mm-hmm. we're driving on nobody was on the road and that thing right in front of me was tripped by nothing sucker turned red Hmm. and it wasn't red for just a little bit it was red for a long time yeah and i just sat i could have gone through it but i'm thinking with my luck in montgomery there's a cop hiding somewhere and they're Mm -hmm. gonna nail me right right so i just sat there and i sat there i sat there and as the light starts to turn green there's like two cars that almost collided in that road, Ooh. in that little roundabout there. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, I'm not saying that that would have necessarily been me, but. It could have been if you if wouldn't you, have been stopped. If you had added my car into mm-hmm. that equation, who knows what would have happened. But mm-hmm. I did have that thought, like, it's so random. Like, why would I just get a random red, red light Out tripped nowhere, by nothing yeah. that never turns red unless yeah. there's traffic? See, it wasn't random. There's no such thing and as I'm random. Like, maybe it, maybe I'm supposed to just sit right here for now. No, may I not make think sense. About that but... old movie, Final Destination, for the people that didn't get on the plane, all and then all right. the stuff starts happening to them. And Death is like, "Oh no, no, no! I'm coming after <laughs> you. you. No <laughs> well, I'm going to get you." <laughs> <laughs> all right, final look at traffic in the morning. Unless something breaks between now and this afternoon, what do we have? Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.